Today on We Here, Matt Lauer is back in the news, and this time he's blasting Ronan Farrow's reporting. We'll catch up with actress Tara Reid about her life in quarantine, and Heidi Klum got a house call from her hairstylist, and things got weird. Coming up next on We Here. Oh my god. We're on page six? No. Oh, no. Yeah. Another divorce splashed across page six. Page six would have a field day. Hey there, I'm Maggie Coglin. And I'm Ian Moore, and welcome to We Hear, a Page Six podcast. We hear all the celebrity dirt from our exclusive sources, and you hear the story behind the story. Well, the story behind the story today, Maggie, is that we interview Tara Reid, and she reveals, spoiler alert, that she's quarantining with the band Jedward. Okay, but so if you- For those of us who are not, you, you <laughs> tell us about Jedward, Maggie. I, when she said, do you know who Jedward is? I was like, is this a fever dream in which my ethnic background and my professional life have blended together? Mm, No, it's real life. So Jedward, if you don't know who they are, they're from Ireland. They're identical twins. And they appeared on The X Factor. They were kind of like a weird phenomenon. Their real names are John and Edward Grimes. They were everywhere for a while. Yeah, they were huge. You were saying that they they were sort of like the uh, Kelly Clarkson and Justin Guarini of the X Factor, but <laughs> in this case, they're actually related and they're Jedward. Well, I mean, the the comparison there is just it's like like a household name, you know, in Ireland and the UK. Like people knew who they were the way that we knew who, you know, the front runners on American Idol were when the show first came out. Well, whether yeah. you're – go ahead. Eurovision – they were also on Eurovision. <laughs> well, whether you're a huge Jedward fan or a Jedward neophyte, I think you're going to enjoy this interview. There's something for everyone. It's pretty mind-blowing. <laughs> They're all living together. Check it out. Like, we need a camera in there. Maggie, I think the biggest story of today, as you said, is Matt Lauer coming out and blasting Ronan Farrow's reporting in his book, Catch and Kill, which, of course... Uh, accused Lauer of raping um, a colleague in a hotel at the Sochi Olympics. And uh, Lauer has now provided an extensive rebuttal. Um, But he had the opening to do that because the New York Times is questioning Ronan Farrow's reporting. That's right. Ben Smith, formerly of BuzzFeed fame, is now writing about media for the New York Times. He recently published a piece in which he took issue with Farrow's methods. Yeah, so Ben Smith published this piece wondering whether Ronan Farrow is too good to be true. And he said that while Farrow is not a, quote, fabulist, unquote, and doesn't make things up, that perhaps his narrative in the book Catch and Kill was off and that um, he'd had an axe to grind with NBC, that's left an opening for Matt Lauer to suddenly jump in. And mm-hmm. Lauer, who's been you know kind of excommunicated from the media world, I mean, he's denied Pharaoh's reporting before publicly, but this time with the opening of Ben Smith's piece questioning Ronan Pharaoh's reporting, Matt Lauer posted a lengthy piece in Mediaite, and he basically goes through saying, he goes through Ronan Pharaoh's reporting and has this lengthy rebuttal, 
And Lauer says that Lauer admits to having an affair with his colleague, Brooke Nevels, who accused him of Mm -hmm. rape in Ronan Farrow's book. But he says that he is innocent of raping her and denies that claim. So in this piece on Mediate, Lauer says that he previously had hoped to talk about Ronan and his reporting back in November 2019. I thought that was an interesting bit. Lauer, actually, the thing that stood out to me about this rebuttal is that Lauer picks apart Ronan's sourcing and fact-checking in the book. So, for example, there were certain passages in Ronan Farrow's book where he he said, for example, that Matt Lauer had assaulted Brooke Nevels in his office, that he had grabbed her, and that she was so distraught that she ran to a um, another colleague who she had been dating at the time um, in a control room at NBC and tearfully told him about this encounter. So Lauer then claims that Ronan Farrow never reached out to this other person, this, this boyfriend, um, mm-hmm. and then writes in bold letters in his rebuttal, but I did. And then so he... And then recounts a conversation that he's had after Catch and Kill came out with this unnamed, you know, ex-boyfriend of Brooke Neville's talking about how this person told Lauer, according to him, that he never had this conversation with Neville's, that she didn't come to him in tears, that he wouldn't have been in the control room at that time, allegedly, the thing that's unclear to me is, did these people, the other people who aren't named, do they know that Matt Lauer was going to mention them in this report? I assume mm-hmm. that Matt Lauer is saying that he didn't release this before because he went to these other people. Um, but I guess that now that Ben Smith's piece came out of the New York Times, Lauer feels that it's okay to come out with his own report. So He's sort of trying to flex his own, you know, journalistic muscles um, to go back on this rather than just saying, hey, I'm innocent and it's a he said, she said thing. He's actually trying to go back in and fact check Ronan Farrow's reporting. Of course, Ronan right. Farrow says that this is all wrong and that the, the book was thoroughly fact checked and he stands by his reporting. Mm-hmm. And Brooke Nevels, who, as you previously mentioned, was the former NBC staffer who claims that Matt Lauer raped her in 2014, got on social media and responded to, you know, his manifesto. She provided a really succinct response in which she said, Darvo, deny, attack, reverse victim and offender. So what she's saying here is that Lauer is trying to take the heat off of the allegations against him by putting a fire under Ronan Farrow's reporting. Right. And apparently this DARVO acronym is used in cases, I guess, particularly with uh, attacker. An an individual accused of wrongdoing, particularly of a sexual nature. Yes. You said that so well, Maggie. I can't say that. (laughs) I I read it from our article. (laughs) The acronym is shorthand for common behavior by those accused of wrongdoing, particularly that of a sexual nature. To me, this story is just beginning because while Lauer doesn't name a lot of these sources that he went to, 
that he claims Ronan Farrow didn't go to or mentioned in Ronan Farrow's book, I mean, reporters out there are going to be able to figure out who these people are and go to them themselves. So as I say, I just have a question of, you know, did the people that Lauer went to, did he clear this with them? Did he tell them, hey, I'm posting this thing on Mediaite and I'm mentioning that I spoke to you because now they're, I think, going to be dragged into this as well. Today, actress Tara Reid joins us. You might know Tara from Sharknado, American Pie, Big Lebowski. Thanks for joining us. It's a pleasure. Yeah, thank you very much. Tara, I know you're you're very, um, despite the coronavirus quarantine, you're very busy and you have a lot of projects lining up. And I did notice that you tweeted one out that's called Dr. Quarantine. Is this a project that you were already in before this happened, or is this based on what's happening now? Based on what's happening now. I mean, where are you guys from? Are you in New York or in LA? We're in New we're York. We're in New York. All right, so you, you get it. You know, so yeah. now that you know, we've all been locked in our houses for months, you, you know, you start going a little bit crazy. And so we made this movie, Dutch Quarantine, where I'm a, I'm a shrink, basically. And my clients need me so everything has to go through you know skype or this or that with my clients you know and there's different aspects of it of where they're they're losing their mind or they're sad or they're they need this or they they have an epiphany like it's so it's so all around and that's really what is happening right now so what else have you been doing in quarantine to kind of pass the time honestly you guys it sounds so crazy, but because we're in quarantine, I can't leave my house. I've left my house in like maybe three months, and I've never read more scripts in my life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and also, like the scripts, I think are great, they're amazing, but also like the ones that you think fall between the cracks are actually better. So right now, we're picking out like what we want to do, and right now, like not just as an actor. But now it's I'm as a producer, so it's a whole different world. It's much more powerful, and I never realized how hard producers have worked to get a movie done. You know, I'm doing it myself, and like I found all the funding and the finance, and it's scary for a lot of people because they don't want it to finance any movies right now. The world's scared, you know, but. We're all so close to the finish line on on these movies, but it's also give us time to reflect, you know, on ourselves and and on everyone else and how we feel and how people feel. I think you've talked about this, that you're quarantining with your boyfriend, right? So how has that affected your relationship? Because as you said, you haven't left the house in months. So what's it been like to be together and then it sounds like you do also have some friends in your building as well, I guess, that you can keep in contact with. But what's your relationship like these days? You know, it, that's kind of a hard question because I'm being totally honest with you. Like, it's not easy. I, I have a, a small apartment. It's two rooms. So it's like, it's not easy. It's like you're always in each other's faces. You know, and I, I'm doing so much business with my other films. And he's doing business as well. He's a mortgage. Like, he does mortgages. So everyone wants, like, you know, new mortgages right now because they need the money. Right. So, but it's not enough room for both of us. So it's it's been difficult. 
we're, we're trying to make the best of it, but you know, it, we're doing the best we can. It's been a long time we're in the same house forever. You know what I mean? It's not like you take a little break and go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. So that's been difficult. He's a great guy. He's an amazing guy. But we just need a little space from each other. It's tough. Now, the other guys I'm also quarantined with are my two best friends that I've grown up with. You know, it's uh, I don't know if you heard that. Do you know who Jedward is? Jedward? Yeah, the Irish group? Yeah. And so they've been quarantining with me. We cleaned our windows yesterday. Now they're talking soon. (laughs) I'm sorry. Wait, hold on. I just need to insert myself in this conversation. My family is from Ireland, but I'm born in New York, so I know all about Jedward, and I cannot believe they're with you, Tara Reid. This is amazing. Basically, we all met each other on Celebrity Brother back in 2011, and basically this (laughs) was the wrong season of Big Brother except coronavirus pandemic. And we all had to live in a house with no internet, no phone, and now we're all here. But the best thing is, I have John and Edward here, and they play the, you know, play a song. No, 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 no. They have the guitar in their hands. They're writing all these songs. Like, like so they're like putting us up in a. They're making we're all being each other entertained. Yeah, everyone's being entertained. But we're all feeling better. About we got that. very creative with all our ingredients in the kitchen. Like we, yeah, we're making crazy food. <laughs> yeah, we made all their like crazy Irish. Irish. Yeah, my dad was, and my mom was 100% Italian, my dad was 100% Irish. And when Tara came to Ireland, came to Ireland for like two months, she like, lived in our house. Yeah, with our granny. Oh my god. Yeah. Our family. With, with your name? Oh my god. Like, all the different spots around they Ireland. They showed me everything about Ireland. Went, our, gra- our granny thought she was Marlon Monroe. Yeah, and her granny, <laughs> her granny like, you know, she had like, what was it? Oh. She had like she had like Alzheimer's. Yeah, Alzheimer's. Yeah. And oh my every god, time she thought I was Marilyn Monroe. Like it was. Oh. to like the ta- the monasteries, and we went to the burn, and we kissed the. Oh, the, the burn is nice. <laughs> yeah, we did everything. They showed me all of Ireland. It was amazing, and like right now, like to have them in my life here, because they left. They actually left from bad. We left then, for St. Patrick's Day and then came back and entirely. And they came back the next day because that was the last time that they could come to, you know, America. To LA. Yeah, LA. And Tara wow. was like, get back here as soon as possible. I'm like, come now. You're not going to be able to fly here. And uh, they did. They got here. And uh, it, they truly have made this experience so much better than it, 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 it would have been for me. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, I got my best friends back and I you know and we're doing the best we can. That oh. is amazing. That's that so is cool. Incredible. <laughs> I am floored. Backgrounds, you know I'm not like no, we're trying to stay super quiet. We're doing Tara's meditating skills. Oh yeah, so we're also <laughs> meditating on day eleven of her meditation yeah. thing. What's it called? Deepak Chopra. Deepak Chopra. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Very so relaxing. We're doing the Deepak Chopra. We did it last night it. together with all the lights off. <laughs> and we were listening to it abundance yeah, and talking about it all and he rings it's the like bell everything that you want to like feel like Tara you were it. mad about you you had issues with you write on this piece of paper 
and you 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 and you're finding yourself. it very therapeutic, yeah. aren't you? And a hundred percent. Yeah, like she's become a she's becoming a new person. It makes me feel you do too. It makes you feel stronger. It makes we you. We all feel so good about this. So if we can see one thing about this interview, is Deepak Chopra abundance. Every <laughs> it's a twenty day thing you have to do, but every time we do, it, we like almost fall asleep on it, like. It's so you were on the balcony and you fell asleep in the sun. Yeah. I mean, you sunburned. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dead. You didn't realize the interview you were getting right now. Dang, this is amazing. This is incredible. Tara does these movies for her fans. She do these movies to keep them interested, get them excited. We were literally on the first set of Sharknado and they came up with the idea of to combine the NATO and the shark together because we introduced John Edward Bakes Jedward. And then they were all came really? together. A light bulb went off. Wow. You inspired the Sharknado title, and it's now legendary. The first song? We've got no royalties, and that's okay. (laughs) Yeah, there have been like five five of them. All good, good. Yeah, yeah, we did it. Okay, we'll stop talking. As a monster, no, but there also will be in the movie Monsters Mushroom, because I am the real producer. I found the funding. Which is incredible. We're play- we're angels, and I have John and Edward as my angels in the movie. It's great. really it's cool. Great thing. Like, Amazing. It happens. Amazing. We'll get quarantine. We'll see what the future holds. We've been making the project happen. You're making so, so much. John's calls. talking. This is Tara Diana. is literally like the businesswoman every all day talking to people in Australia, all over the world, different time zones, making stuff happen. That's actually true. We're making. You know, we're all artists. John Edward, you have to see the songs they're writing right now. The Real Lyrics album. Let's not talk about us. Our last bodies had 22 songs. It's all good. They're for back to Tara Reed. Back to Tara Reed. Let's go back to you. Well, but actually, Tara, but yeah, if, one thing I wanted to ask you about that has been also surreal and trippy that's happened during this quarantine is that there's this formerly unknown woman, right, named Tara Reed, who came out and accused Joe Biden. And has that been weird for you? Are there people who thought it was you? I was like, what the hell? All of a sudden, my Twitter is going crazy. And they're like, how can you do this to him? What's happening? You're ruining his whole presidential thing. I'm like, who, what? What? Like, I had no idea what they were talking about. So I'm definitely not in like politics at all. You know? So I was reading this and we were all laughing and then it got so big this story but it had nothing to do with me it was another girl called tara reed her name was even spelled differently and she's like 40 right. years for me <laughs> like there's no confusion on that so everyone was asking me about that and i was like when it's especially when it's politics you really don't want to get involved in that you know and in real life i'm not involved in that the whole thing was like a little crazy but it was it was a little you know it was a little scary and freaky at first because I I had no idea what they were talking about at all, and then we had that, and then like the next week later, then we had the Tiger movie and this and that. Like for someone that's like you know hiding in their house for three months, we've been getting so much press on doing nothing. <laughs> <laughs> this is a very exciting house. There's not one day that. Something didn't happen. And yet we're quarantining together. We don't even leave the house. 
And every day we're, we're, we're like, you know, we're seeing on the internet all these stories about me. And I'm like, why are they making all this stuff up? Like, we haven't even got the house. If we do leave, Tara has goggles. Yeah, we have goggles. A mask. We have all the masks. We have, like, gloves. the gloves. We have everything. And we're so appreciative of, of the frontliners and everything. And, like, when they come to 8 o'clock every night, we're the first ones on the balcony. Actually, John and Edward did a concert on the balcony about a week ago. You were as well. I know what you say. <laughs> and they sang. We were blasting you too. Yeah. And they sang. <laughs> and they had car out. And they had everything. And people were screaming. Cause we they live in a high-rise. I live in a high-rise building. They do too. They live in my building. But like. People were clapping, screaming, crying. Like they did a really awesome thing for the people, and it really touched so many people because so many people are alone. It's like Christmas here. Tara has fairy lights up, and the Christmas tree is still up. Yeah, we, we put like, <laughs> Christmas tree, and then yeah, it's like Charlie Brown's Christmas tree, and we have lights all over the balcony. We have a snowman upstairs. It's looking up there. Then we have lights all around my chandelier. And we're, we're just trying to keep the energy good, you know, and like not not to be so scared, you know, and because we all have each other. It's been, we're okay. Well, Tara, thank you so much for talking to us. This has been so much fun and I wish you the best of luck. Absolutely. Anytime, you guys. Tara and company. Yeah, yeah, Tara and Jedward. You got Jedward with you, too. It looks like Heidi Klum couldn't bear the thought of one more bad hair day because she found a way to get her hairstylist to come to her home and to touch up her roots. Yeah, and it looks like from this picture that she posted on social media, the the hairdresser was wearing an unusual outfit beyond just a mask and protective gloves. You took an extra Every, layer of precaution? Everyone in this scenario is wearing an unusual outfit. Please, please, please go to page6.com <laughs> and look at this photo because you have Lorenzo Martin, Heidi's hairstylist, using an umbrella as a shield and when she has his arms coming through, you know, like a folding umbrella, something you would use yeah. to protect yourself from the rain. <laughs> That's true. He's basically wearing the umbrella on kind of in front of him while he's doing her hair and they've cut holes in the umbrella and he's sticking his arms through the umbrella. I just, where is the handle of this umbrella, Maggie? That could get pretty uncomfortable. Initially, when I saw this outfit, I thought, oh, this is like a social distancing blow up kind of thing that you wear. It almost looked like, remember, there was like that kind of goofy thing where there would be people, I don't know, maybe it was in bars or something doing sort of putting on sumo wrestler like costumes yeah. and padded things like, and belly bashing yeah. each other. It kind of mm -hmm. looks like that, but I guess it's just a joke. And what's Heidi Klum wearing in this? scenario yeah, so the, though she doesn't she doesn't look very covered up no the hairstylist is only like column a of this ridiculousness moving on to heidi klum she's wearing a bra underwear fishnet stockings and high heels which i'm just like come on yeah i i have <laughs> it it's funny heidi klum it it is like it does fall into that category of like okay we know you're pretty you know, it's yeah, just you, like you're a model. We get it. It's your thing. You're a babe. Congratulations. It's also annoying because it's like 
The hairdresser is the one wearing all this protective equipment, and then the stars and fishnets and underwear. So it's like, what does this even say? I mean, I think like if I was doing my, um, you know, dissertation on Heidi Klum, I, it's like, does this mean that people who are the help have to be totally covered up? But if you're famous and hot, you're impervious to coronavirus and you sort of live in your own world. Wow. Why? What an elevated assessment. That the person doing the hair or the person providing the service is sort of anonymous because it's like we can't even see who this guy is and it sort of doesn't matter. And his shape mm-hmm. also is obscured by the umbrella. So it actually kind of makes him, when you first look at it and you don't realize it's an umbrella, the person looks like they're just very round. So it's like, yeah, normal people are just big, round, anonymous blobs. But like, I'm Heidi Klum and I'm in my underwear. Just suck it. The other thing too is that the hair, I mean, I don't know, maybe women sort of know this because it's part of getting highlights, but what she's having done to her hair also looks pretty elaborate and fancy. I don't know. Do they always do the tinfoil thing in your hair when you get highlights? Is that just any highlights or is that like, I don't know. I don't know about that. I honestly don't know because I've never had my hair like professionally. Oh, that's what's up. Because you're a natural natural redhead. (laughs) You've never even had to enhance your red hair to have it be so perfect. Take that, Heidi Klum. (laughs) There was a time in which I did some self-dyeing, added a little blonde in college, and then I said, I am never doing this again. I look like a weird skunk. Hmm, that sounds good. I mean, I think this is Heidi Klum's attempted humor, but I think it's a mm-hmm. little more like, I don't know, just stick to the, maybe the modeling. But whatever, do whatever you want. Everyone can do whatever they want, you know? Well, that is it for this episode of We Hear. Our show is produced by Jamila Zarab-Williams and Melissa Caceres. We would love to hear your ideas and any questions you have about the show. Let us know if there's any celebrities you'd like us to cover. You can email us at podcasts at nypost.com. To hear the latest We Hear episodes, be sure to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or any of your preferred podcast platforms. And don't forget to leave us a review. We love them so much. We will be back next week with more Page Six exclusives. See you then.